everyone, and welcome to our podcast today. I'm Edie Tolbert. And I'm Jennifer Edwards. And we are Business Besties. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Edie. Of course, you know that if you've been listening for a while. But if not, my name is Edie, and I'm here with my business bestie, Jennifer. Hello. And we are in season three. Yes. And we have been talking the last couple of weeks about Clifton Strengths. We had Casey Nelson come in. She is a certified coach, and she talked to us about the basics of what Clifton Strengths are and those things that you can get when you do the assessment and meet with her. But today, we're going to talk about Jennifer and I have some, there's 34 themes in, in your Clifton Strengths, and we have some that are significantly different. different. <laughs> So we're going to talk about those a little bit during this <laughs> podcast. Which we love. We love the yeah. fact that there are some significantly different yeah. ones. Because like Casey said, everybody's different. Yes. And it, and it falls within your 1 through 34, everything's different. I mean, like, we have communication both in our top five, but still mine's number one and yours is number three. Yep. So <clears throat> everybody is different. So let's start with um, Relator. Relator is in your top five. Relator is my number one. That's your number one, <laughs> and it's number 16 for me. So... You want me to read Yeah, the, read the definition of what Relator is. So, Relator. People exceptionally talented in the Relator theme enjoy close relationships with others. They find deep satisfaction in working hard with friends to achieve a goal. <laughs> what about that do you not relate with? <laughs> I'm at number 16. I think that because... Deep, deep means to me, I mean, I I can count on one hand my deep relationships. You're one of them. Um, I'm just not that open. So vulnerability isn't something. Vulnerability, okay. yes. So you're only willing to be <clears throat> what you consider vulnerable mm-hmm. in a deep relationship, how you define deep relationship with yep. very few people. Right. Okay. Right. That makes sense. And I think, I think that, you know, is part of my my childhood and that I had a deep relationship with my dad, but I didn't with my mother because she had so many hidden secrets. She wasn't capable. Mm-hmm. She of kept having, you at arm's length or yeah. something. And I, I think I learned that behavior from her mm-hmm. to keep everybody, everybody had a motive. Everybody had something they wanted from you. So you just keep them at arm's mm-hmm. length. Length, And so, but over the years I've had to learn that that's not very, I don't want to say it's not good, but that's just how, that's the behavior that I learned. You know what scripture that reminds me of? I have this hanging in my creative space. It's in Luke, and I'm terrible at knowing where scriptures are, but I do know it's in Luke. <laughs> and it says, oh, wait, wait, I do have it. Everybody, hang on, hang on. I have it written in a, on something that I read to myself every day. It's the very, the one, I, the most recent one that I have for myself. Y'all hang on. I'm digging through papers. I'm digging through papers. Let's see if I put this scripture. Uh, Luke nine fifty. Okay, and it says, "For anyone who is not against me is my friend." Oh, nice. Edie Tolbert. Nice. And it was nice. that was important to me mm-hmm. because I also have this weird thing in me that I'm just not 
universally accepted by most people. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that came from my childhood too. But yeah. this was a scripture that really, really spoke to my heart. Okay, so read it again. Okay. For anyone who is not against me is my friend. Wow. So in my head, I assume I made an assumption. Yeah, yeah. That every person mm-hmm. out there just mm-hmm. automatically didn't like me for some reason. Right, right. And I don't know why. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. We can analyze that on a future yeah. podcast. But that's where my perception was until yeah. I read this, and mm-hmm. it was so freeing. Yes, yes. So I don't know if that helps you at all. It's very yeah. true. Yeah, and I always assume that, and of course we know what assume means, but yes. I always assume that um, you don't really want to be my friend. You just want something. Mm-hmm. And Skeptic. So, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's that's. I think that's where um, Relator comes in for me. Mm-hmm. Way yeah. on down there on that. Yeah. Where, where is it again on yours? 16, I think. 16. That's my yeah. number one. It's her number 16. <clears throat> yeah, that's my number 16. But I love that. I love that there's a difference for sure. So, what about you? Okay. So, the one that ranks the very lowest on mine that's in your top five, I think, is called input. So, input is um, you thrive when you have a need to collect an archive. You may accumulate information, ideas, artifacts, or even relationships. So, for me, this is about, like Casey mentioned, it's a catalog of information. But Mm. it's very, it's not in-depth information. It's just enough that if the topic were to come up, Mm -hmm. I'd have something to contribute. Okay. And I think the reason that probably falls so low on mine is that I, I dive pretty deep Uh in most things that I Mm -hmm. research. Maybe I don't do as topical as you do. Right. Hmm. Yeah. We've talked about that. We have. Yeah, that's true. Cause I'm the one who like trying to figure out how to do a podcast. (laughs) She was like, yeah, you go figure out that technical stuff. And let me know. Let, <laughs> let, me, know, me, know. let me know which app we're using. <laughs> I'll be there to talk, but I'm, I, I, don't, I can tell you three different podcast apps, but I don't know what any of them do. Yeah. I know Anchor, and yeah. that really is the only yeah. thing I know. Yeah. <laughs> I thank said, you, Annie F. Downs. Yes, thank you, Annie F. Downs, because I actually just decided I wasn't going to research it. Yeah. I knew it's if I jumped much. down the rabbit hole, I, I would never have come back up. And we still wouldn't be doing a podcast yeah, if I hadn't. Way too much. <laughs> way too much. All right. Um, strategic. So that's in your top five, right? Strategic is in my top five. It's it is well for me. Yeah, it's my, it is my number five. And strategic people who are exceptionally talented in the strategic theme create alternative ways to proceed. Faced with any given scenario, they can quickly spot the relevant patterns and issues. And that is so true for me. And I think I think for me, it's, I get the first part of it, but it's quickly, there's no quickly strategic about me. <laughs> there is none. <laughs> I like change. I like, I like doing things different. But if I have to stop and think about the strategy before I do it, I can't uh, quickly, I, that is not yeah. quick for me. Yeah. So there's not a, so for you risk assessing, that's just, you're just not going to do it. I don't assess it. I just do it. And then I reap <laughs> the benefits afterwards. I'm a risk taker. You are a risk taker and I'm a risk assessor. See, different. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll I take, think strategic kind of plays into that for yes. me because I'm seeing it. I see the roadmap as Casey said in uh-huh. either our first or second episode with mm-hmm. her. Um, I see the roadmap uh-huh. all the way out. Mm-hmm. And so then I just start risk assessing uh-huh. step by step mm-hmm. to get there. 
and to make it happen. I just take the risk. You do. And, and get on the zip line. You do. And, and if I'm I pass so station one, that. it's fine. I'll get to station two. I might have to pull the, you know, climb the rope myself, but I don't have the roadmap thing. I don't have that. That's so like, I, that's so entrepreneurial of you. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Like that is a but, true but entrepreneur. Sometimes it gets you in trouble, man. Sure. I mean, it'd be better if I assess the risk first. I don't know though. You don't know? I don't know. I, I feel like the people who are willing to take the risk are the ones who, it's like the early bird catches the worm. Or kind not. Of <laughs> there are times when you don't get the worm. I know. I, I don't know. I, and maybe it's because I do risk assess so much that I, I, I admire people who can just jump and do <laughs> something without first stopping and mm-hmm. counting every cost because that's just kind of my, yeah. hang on, we got to count the cost. Mm-hmm. we got to know all the things mm-hmm. that are going to happen mm-hmm. here kind of a person. Mm-hmm. And so I think you always admire the things that are different. About oh, yeah. You. Oh, yeah. Same. Same. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So on my next one that is very different from you, where is positivity on yours? Positivity is number five. So her positivity number five is 21 on mine. Let's see what it says about positivity. It's probably a Pollyanna type of thing. So, oh, you have contagious enthusiasm. You are upbeat and can get others excited about what they are going to do. Yeah, right. Hmm. I do that. That's funny because I do feel like I have some of that. You do. I'm surprised it's that low. Yeah, me too. But it is, is it? It's number 21. But as Casey talked about, we went back and made lines. Mm-hmm. Um, you go from the bottom to determine what those things are that you're just like, mm, no, I'm not good at those. And I'd rather call on somebody that's better at that than me. But then in the middle are those things that are supporting. So that's one of your supporting things, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you do have that. It's not your go-to, mm-hmm. but it's definitely something that you can pull from. I bet that it, I bet that I pull from it from the communication perspective. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I bet that that's where that comes in mm-hmm. because with communication being in my top five, mm-hmm. then um, pulling the positivity in mm-hmm. and being able to... Yes. Rally the rally the troops. I bet it also depends on what I'm rallying the troops about. Right. Mm-hmm. I bet it ha- it can't just be anything. Right. It's got to be something that I really care about. And I think that's where the belief, belief comes, comes in. in. Mm-hmm. And that's in your top five. Yep. Belief is number four on mine. Yep. Yep. Gosh, Gosh. so interesting. This is so good. I love this stuff. <sighs> I love this stuff. Okay, what else? Um... You, where is restorative on your It's number top? four. Okay, so in her top four, she has restorative. What is that? And that is number 20 on mine. Let's see what restorative says. You are adept at dealing with problems. You are good at figuring out what is wrong and resolving it. I'm a fixer. Yeah, you are a fixer. And I say that all the time. I'm mm-hmm. a fixer. Give me something mm-hmm. and I'll fix it for you. And that has come back to bite me in the butt a couple of times because sometimes people don't want you to fix it. Oh, so true. They just are venting uh-huh. or sharing. Uh-huh. Or, but I take that as if you're telling me about a problem, yeah. I can fix it. Yeah. Just give it to me. I'd have been a good construction person. Yeah, you would have. Because like, it's always uh-huh. just challenges. Uh-huh. Yep. Because I sit and watch those shows and I think, well, how do they know that it's a foundation problem? Well, how do they know if... So it's that all that yeah. strate- strategic or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Problem solving. I love problem solving. I love a good mystery. I love mysteries. I love John Grisham because it's always, mm-hmm. it's a, he never, until you get to the very end of the book. You just don't know. You just don't know how it's going to turn out. I love all that. 
I actually wanted to go to school and be a um, forensic scientist. That makes sense. I did. You know why this would have been... This is so important in young mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I wish, like anything, that yeah. I had taken this assessment when oh. I was 18 before I ever went Absolutely. to college. Because while I do have a degree in organizational communication, which mm-hmm. obviously communication is my number three. Right. It is... It still... I think I could have... Def- I could have tweaked it even a little closer. Mm-hmm. There could mm-hmm. have been something mm-hmm. that was just mm-hmm. a little more me mm-hmm. in my in my career path. But I, I just... I wish, I mean, I tell my, I have multiple nieces and nephews right now that I just keep harping on them and and I'm going to keep harping until they take this assessment Yeah, because they're either newly married or they're fresh out of high school Mm -hmm. and they just don't know what they're wanting, what they want to do. Yes. And I just, I keep saying you spend $50 on crap Mm -hmm. all the time. Spend $50 and, and. And invest in yourself. Is that 10 cups of coffee at Starbucks? I have said those words. I'm like, you spend more than that at Starbucks in a week. Yeah, my daughter just told me that her her venti coffee is $8. (gasps) So for the cost of pretty much five, five ventis, she could do this. Wow. Mm -hmm. Venti coffee is at that big name coffee place that we probably shouldn't say their name is eight bucks. Eight bucks. Yowza. Yeah. So wow. seriously, I was going to say that, um, shoot, there it went. <laughs> yep. If you let it go, it's gone. <laughs> Darn it. What were we saying? We were talking about making an investment in ourselves and how important that is. And for everybody out there listening, 50 bucks, come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You spend more than that on junk that gets thrown away. It's still gone. <laughs> okay, so what did we, what have we missed here? So we have communication, and, mm-hmm. and Casey talked about that a lot mm-hmm. in um, the second episode with her. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, we also have belief. We have belief. Where's your number? Your mine's belief is four, four, and mine's seven. So let's read about belief. Yeah, Shall let's go there. Let's see here. Sorry about the shuffling of papers, I'll folks. let you read it. So belief actually doesn't have as much to do with your religious belief. Um, you have certain core values that are unchanging. Mm-hmm. Out mm-hmm. of these values emerges emerges a defined purpose for your life. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, Edie Tolbert, that's pretty clear in yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think so. I mean, um, I think for me, though, sometimes I want people to have the same core values. Well, we I think in our heads we think, oh, if they will just have the same core values as mm. I, then it will make life so much easier. Yes. Yes, it will. But however, however. <laughs> that doesn't always work. In life that is not not always the mm-hmm. case for sure. Yep. So, what about developer? Do you which, where's your developer at? Uh, developer's 19 for me. What what it's are you? Number 9. And I found that one to be interesting. It's that you recognize and cultivate the potential in others. They spot the signs of each small improvement and derive satisfaction from evidence of progress. Interesting. And I think that I think that's kind of goes on under achiever too. Yeah, because you're seeing it in others. Uh huh. Uh huh. I want to help other people be the best that they can. Yeah. Be. Yeah. That is really good. I mean, and that's here's the thing: if you're an entrepreneur. 
I'm not saying if you are. I'm saying if our listeners are entrepreneurs mm-hmm. or leaders of any kind, mm-hmm. how important is it mm-hmm. to ha- to know what was that one? Developer. Developer. If someone on your team or you or mm-hmm. are a developer, that's really important. Mm-hmm. Really important mm-hmm. because to be able to spot those things and see them mm-hmm. progressing up through mm-hmm. whether you have an established leadership ladder mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. we're calling it these days where, you know, they have a defined way to move up, mm-hmm. it's really important mm-hmm. that you see that mm-hmm. and be able to watch them as they go. And and I wish I had taken this before I became an entrepreneur because that would have helped me throw um, – just because you've worked here for so many years, you automatically become a leader kind right. of a deal. Yes. It would have been it would have been graded on what you bring to the table. Yeah. Because not everybody's a leader. Nope. And just because you have seniority doesn't mean that you're a leader. No. Nope. So that would have I think that would have enlightened me a little bit. Um, yes. In the de- and, and and still rewarded. Each person according to their strengths, kind of yes. like what Casey talked about. Yes. Instead of just because you've been here 10 years, right. you're going to be the manager of the team. And when, in fact, you're not the person cut out to be the manager, right. but you are cut out to do blah. Yeah. Well, and so much of the time, and this is just this is just human nature, I mm-hmm. think. We take someone who has a lot of experience, say, in my 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 terminology is going to be construction related because I have so much history mm-hmm. in that. But you take somebody who's got so much field experience, mm-hmm. and you have a leadership position open up, and you automatically think, "Oh, that person's been in the field for right. ten years. They'd make a great person mm-hmm. as a leader." Well, not necessarily, not necessarily, because they may not have the strengths, according to Clifton's, mm-hmm. to actually be a leader. Right. They may excel in the field. Right. And that was a really hard lesson we had to learn mm-hmm. is that some people are okay being in the field. Right. That's where they actually belong. That's, that's actually they where they it. excel and that's mm-hmm. where they make our company money and that's yeah. where they make the most money. Right. right. And it was a hard lesson for us to right. learn. Exactly. Exactly. So good. So good. Okay. What else do we have here? So let's talk, let's talk a little bit about, there are four, so the themes are all those things that we've been talking about. There's 34 themes and they each have a word that is a descriptive of you as an individual, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But then there are also domains because Casey talked a little bit about um, executing, executing, influencing, relationship building, and strategic thinking. So let's talk a little bit about because you and I are both, and Casey, we're all in the, our prime, our dominant domain, domain is executing. Yep. And so, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> in the executing theme, mm-hmm. um, it says, um, they help you make things happen. Right. So, um, and and your, your report will show um, your number one, and, and like, Edie said, all three of us have executing at the very top. Mm -hmm. So each of the 34 themes fall into one of those four categories. Right. And the majority of them determine what order they're in. And so because of our majority, um, we're flipping through papers here. (laughs) Back on page 21, um, it, it highlights the, the ones that are in each of those domains. So for me, Achiever, arrange, and by the way, it goes by your top 10. Yes. So in my top 10, 
what falls into executing is achiever, arranger, belief, and responsibility. What are yours? So mine are achiever, belief, responsibility, and restorative. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. So we both have four Mm -hmm. in the executing domain. And actually three of them are the same, right? Yep. Achiever, arranger, and belief. No, achiever, arranger, and responsibility. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in influencing, I have... And the, hang on, the influencing thing oh, yes, helps yes, yes. you take charge, speak up, and make sure others are heard. Mm-hmm. And mine are communication and woo. Mm. Interesting. Mine's yes. communication and activator. So let's, let's, we haven't talked about activator. So what is activator? Let me. Activator was my number eight. Let's see here. Flipping through the papers. Activator. You can make things happen by turning thoughts into action. You want to do things now rather than simply talk about them. Mm. Mm-hmm. I can see that about you. Mm-hmm. And let's see what Woo says. Where is Woo? Woo is number eight. Woo makes Woo. me laugh because it stands for something. Yeah, I, I was like, what the? Stink is woo. Okay, so you love the challenge of meeting new people and winning them over. You derive satisfaction from breaking the ice and making a connection with someone. Yes, I can walk into a cold room. I pick one person. Hi, I'm Edie Talbert. What do you do? Oh, my gosh. I That 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 just struck... When you said <laughs> it, it, like, struck fear in me. Like, I cannot walk up to a straight... It I takes can, everything in me to yeah. do that. Now, I can do that in a room, but you'd ask me to do a cold call. Oh, well. That's, oh. that's more difficult. But yeah. if I can make eye contact with you... Oh, That's different. That's different. Well, I wonder how many of our listeners are the same way. I would love to know no, that. Uh-huh. Like, you guys comment on however it is you comment on your mm-hmm. podcast. I think yeah. that would be really interesting yeah. to know. Yeah. If you, if you could do a cold... A cold contact face-to-face or over the phone because i know in sales you have to do that yeah you do so interesting calls gross all right um (laughs) okay relationship relationship building themes help you build strong relationships that hold a team together mine were developer and positivity Mm, mine is individualization Mm. and relator Mm -hmm. a relator is my number one and individualization individualization is number six yeah and the individualization, I think, just goes deeper. And we talked about that a little bit. Individualization is the customization of mm-hmm. every relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And me seeing everybody's story. Yeah. I want to see their story. Mm-hmm. I want to hear their story. Mm-hmm. I want to broadcast their story if they want to broadcast. Like, mm-hmm. I I want to write a book about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I love the... And this is why I love being a consultant yes. and a, a mm-hmm. fractional CFO is that... Every business has its own personality. Mm-hmm. Every person running that business yes. has their own. And I. this is what I love. Yeah. I love getting into all of that and understanding it and then having the, the privilege of watching them succeed. Right, right. Yeah, that's so you. Yeah. So you. Straight <laughs> up you. All right. What were yours again? Uh, developer and positivity. Developer and positive. Yeah, we've talked about those, right? Yep. The developer. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, we've talked about both okay. of those. And then strategic thinking helps you absorb and analyze information that informs better decisions. What, we, what were yours? Oh, we haven't talked about this. Um, futuristic. Mine is and in, input and learner. 
or am I? Good and learner. Okay, and mine is futuristic and strategic. We haven't talked about futuristic. Let's, nope. let's, let's just jump into that for a second, shall we? Futuristic. You are inspired by the future and what could be. You energize others with your visions of the future. Mm-hmm. That's where that comes in. Mm-hmm. What we were talking yep. about earlier. Yep. Yeah. And you totally do that. That's that's so creative. Cool. That's very yeah. creative. Yeah. Yep. Where is futuristic on yours? Oh, it's number nineteen. Okay. Well, so, it's it's yeah, in your supporting. It's in my supporting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And Casey kind of explained to me that learner piggybacks onto input, whereas. For all that cataloged information that I have in my brain, if something really is meaningful to me, mm-hmm. then I'd go deeper. And that's where the learner is. Like for mm-hmm. breast cancer research, mm-hmm. that would be one of my... Not only do I have topical information, but I can go deep on that one. Just ask me. <laughs> oh, she can. Trust me. She got, she asked, asked, me. She got asked to write a op-ed, an, mm-hmm. what is it, opinion piece for mm-hmm. the Tulsa World. Uh-huh. And, um, oh my... She had all the statistics. She had all the information. Like, yeah. it was, you don't even go yeah, there. Don't, don't even go around that mountain with her because she yeah. already knows. Don't mess with me about that because yeah. I will make sure I have all the right information. And she like can, that. like, spit it out. Like, she can have a conversation. Like, to this day, you probably still have all that stuff mm-hmm. memorized. Mm-hmm. And she can, she can with the best of them, like, have that conversation. Yeah. Don't even mess with her. Yeah. <laughs> don't even speaking mess with of, her. Speaking of cold calls, I did do cold, cold calls during that mammogram, yeah, that did. diagnostic mammogram thing. Yeah legislation well let's i don't know that we've talked about that at all on this podcast have we i don't think so so this happened uh early (gasps) spring summer early summer early summer early summer yeah so tell our audience what you were a part of and what happened in our in the law in oklahoma because this is huge so this was a cold call um a, a representative reached out to me over messenger of facebook actually reached out through the Stonebrook Project, and there was a bill going before the legislature for diagnostic mammograms, and she wanted to know if I would help um, contact members of the legislation, and I said yes, because that was what that's how they discovered my cancer was through a di- diagnostic mammogram. So I made some cold calls to some different sen- uh, senators and representatives, told them my story, asked for their vote yes, and the House voted I think it was 86 or 89 to zero. And then the Senate, I think everybody was a yes, but maybe four or five. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then the governor signed the bill. So Mm -hmm. what that's going to do is it's going to provide health care benefits for everyone who is asked to do a diagnostic mammogram. Because it's a five-step process. When you go in for your mammogram, you go in for a screening. Then you may be asked to go for a uh, diagnostic. Then you may be asked to have an ultrasound, then an MRI, and then a biopsy. And um, what I found is that um, they've they've changed the machinery over time. And now the same machine does the screening as does the 3D. So we're gonna, we're gonna go after some stuff on that. But, um, okay, so hang on. The same machine Mm -hmm. does two different things. Mm -hmm. And so, so the insurance would pay for the screening mm-hmm. because that's a well wellness mm-hmm. service, mm-hmm. and based and they only take like a couple pictures during the screening. But if they see something of concern on the screening, then they will come back, and the same machine will do more pictures mm-hmm. to determine if okay. there's something. And then they may send you for an ultrasound, right. and then they may send you for an MRI, and then they'll finally do the biopsy. So my big and this is where my learner comes in. Why are we doing? 
why don't we just do diagnostics for everybody? Right. Why are we making people come back over and over and, and cause them the emotional... Right. And then the know. insurance wasn't paying for some of the insurance. Some people were reimbursed and some weren't for the diagnostic. So some people, some women would not even go for the diagnostic because they didn't have the money. It was anywhere from 400 to to $1,000, depending on your insurance, depending on what state you lived in. I mean, it's... I was going to... I remember mm-hmm. you saying that. So mm-hmm. our listeners probably don't know that. No. Depending on what state you live in, uh-huh. depends on the laws surrounding the insurance mm-hmm. companies that make them... Yeah. Whatever the contract says. Do these, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, know that going in. Yes. Know what your insurance covers yeah. so that you are... Well educated on, and here's the other thing. You do not have to have family history to be diagnosed with. Oh, that breast was cancer. another big statistic you found. Because that's one of the things they ask you. Do you have any in your in your family history? I did not, but there's only a very small percentage of women that are diagnosed with breast cancer that have family history. That's so amazing because they make it yeah. sound like they make it sound like it's huge. I was the minority, and in right. fact, I was not. It's the majority of us that don't have history that are diagnosed, and the minority is the ones that do have family history. Wow. Mm-hmm. Get your mammogram. mammogram. <laughs> October's coming up next month, y'all. Don't make me come and get you signed up. Because <laughs> I will. And she will. Yes. I won't tell about. Anyway. So I so, just wanted to take a second, and we haven't done this in a while. I want to thank our listeners. Yes. I yes. just cannot thank our listeners enough there is we don't get tons of responses because that's mm-hmm. just well, not really that isn't what happens with right. podcasts because there's they don't make it easy for people to just hit a button and mm-hmm. respond um but when we do get people who say that they listened and mm-hmm. that there's something that we said made a difference, difference. you guys it really is amazing yes. it yeah. makes the, that's why we do it yeah it makes it worth it for mm-hmm. us to to put the energy into coming up with things to talk about yeah. and all of that. So we just so appreciate you guys. And that's why, I mean, that's why we're really hitting it hard on the Clifton strengths is because just, I mean, I did this a year and a half ago and just sitting here this month and recording these podcasts for this month, I'm still learning from this in that input and learner go together. And that's yeah. why, and that's, and yeah. I'm, ah. Oh. It was my aha moment for... And you know what I don't think Casey said when she was here last week or the week before was that she actually has um, programs set up Mm -hmm. for individuals where she actually will do multiple sessions with you. Yeah. Yeah. Where she can really, really unpack this. Mm -hmm. And I I had a friend who was really in a... Just an odd place Mm -hmm. of... He was in between jobs. Mm -hmm. He really... He was... Older than me, he had just been through a lot, and it was one of those situations where he worked someplace, and that company went out of business, and then he got another job, and that company did this, and it was just one of those weird situations mm-hmm. where he'd just been through a lot, and he was just kind of lost, and I said, you know, I really think that you need to do mm-hmm. the the Cliftons, and then I think you need to invest in yourself and go have Casey mm-hmm. do unpack it for you, mm-hmm. and he said that changed everything for him. Yeah, yeah. It changed everything for him. And yeah. so um, even if you're not in that weird lost place like he mm-hmm. was, I still feel like it. it is it just... Oh. I, the name of my company is Direction. Mm-hmm. And that could be why I love this so much because mm-hmm. it points you in a definitive direction of where mm-hmm. your strengths are so you can chase those. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. Well, and she also talked about that, you know, the bottom, wherever you draw your line. And she talked about that, the ones at the very bottom of the list where... You're, you may never 
but find somebody that does. Yeah. And so by doing this within your company or whatever, and you find those people that do have those, mm-hmm. then you draw on them because yep. that's their strength, not yours. Right. And you're not trying to juggle all the balls. Yep. Right? And I say this to my people all the time, but I've never related it to this. I relate it to a, another book that I've read, but it's, it talks about your zone of genius. And I tell mm-hmm. people all the time, it's okay mm-hmm. in your business mm-hmm. if there are things you don't know. Mm-hmm. You, The enemy would want you to think that you are less than uh-huh. because you don't know those things. Mm-hmm. But really, all it is is that you're just chasing, you're just running in your right. zone of genius in your lane. Right. And the stuff you don't know, hire people in their zone of genius. Right. And don't try to learn it all. So... Just like we talked about over the last couple of weeks about buying back your time. Yes. That's one of those things where you buy back your time. Exactly. It is one of the things where you buy back your time. Yep. Meaning that, so for me, um, discipline, this sounds like so terrible. Although she said there's no value judgment. But 31, discipline is 31 on mine. Mm -hmm. And discipline meaning, oh, let me just read it because uh, people exceptionally talented in the discipline theme enjoy routine and structure. I hate routine and structure yes, you do. and it so why would you want to go there right uh-huh. but um it says their world is best described by order by the order they create and i create chaos for myself all the time because routine and structure just make me crazy mm-hmm. but i'm constantly trying to get there i'm constantly trying to come up with systems and procedures that will just help me be disciplined and get through routines but really what i need to do is i need to probably hire a virtual assistant mm-hmm Right. Mm -hmm. And let them handle all of that Mm -hmm. system routine stuff and let me do what I do best, which is create, create and help people. Yes. And not do all of the stuff that makes routine like other than how, you know, I have to be somewhere at a certain time with a client. But other than that, yes. Mm -hmm. So important stuff. Yes. Very important. I hope that what people are hearing here is this is really important stuff. Sorry. The house just shook from thunder. (laughs) Wow. I don't know if you guys could hear that or not, but there was something crazy. I mean, crazy. literally. <laughs> the floor beneath me oh. moved. Okay. Anything else we want to add to this episode of the podcast concerning so. Clifton's? I think we really covered it. And mm-hmm. then on the next episode, you guys, we are going to talk about action items. Yeah. And the, your Clifton's report has an entire section on just the action items that you take yeah. based on where your strengths are. Yeah. And and if this if this information, you know, if you haven't listened to the last two podcasts with Casey here, I highly recommend that you go back and do that. And then I highly recommend you reaching out to her and walking through, if nothing else, an individual session with her on your Cliftons mm-hmm. because it is such an amazing report. It's, it's it's such good information. And again, like she talked about, it just brings validation to the things that you've been, what did she say, thinking Feeling. Feeling. And believing. And believing. Yeah. Yeah. So good. All right. Thank you so much for listening this week. And join us next week. We'll wrap up Clifton's. And um, we'll see you next week. See you guys. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Edie. And this is Jennifer. And we hope that we've inspired you to find your business bestie if you haven't already.